Welcome, welcome, welcome to a special mini episode of the Outlaws Outpost. We're here to talk about all the games that happened this weekend. Normally we uh, air in a two-week window, but there was too much that happened this week that we need to go over. So let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, starting with you, Noob. Hi, Noobatron, a.k.a. Joe. This is me. Tuna? I'm Tuna, the tutorial. Hello! And, and last but certainly not less, least, our guest on our panel this week, Miss Cree Rex from the Lone Star Vanguard. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. My name's Cree. I'm here to help uh, spread my knowledge. I'm, I'm hoping you're going to bring some professionalism to our show. And of course, I'm James Benjusara. Lord Bindi. knows we need it. So this is a one-off. This is a mini episode. This isn't meant to be in the f- same format that we normally do. Normally everything's scripted, and I have a very tight control over each and every one of you, which means all bets are off today. But like the Overwatch League, scripted. We had, we had to talk about what happened this week because we are all Outlaws fans, obviously. Um, and, and I, and I want to say no matter what happened – I don't think any of us went into this weekend expecting what happened. No, no, no. I you you hit, nailed that on the head uh, like, perfectly. Like, like, like we could all reasonably say, sure, we could we could probably take Dallas, right? Right. Like, like, yeah, I, I, I was, I'm comfortable. I could I'm say thinking, that out loud. Sure. Yeah. I was thinking but like, like we'd go in one one mm-hmm. into the. Yeah, I I think in 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 the uh, you know in the previous episode where we we spoke with uh, you know with Jesse. Uh, you know, we mentioned how we're like, I, I mentioned I was scared of I was a little scared of Dallas, you know, obviously that came before, um, you know, the, news the, yeah, of, the exit, yeah, right, exit being leaving. released. And, and even without exit, we knew they were to, they're going to be a tough, um, tough team to beat. Uh, but yeah, we were he, to pull it off. He retired. So right. he wasn't released. Yeah. True. Sorry. My, that's my apologies. No. And he's down but, to come back. He said, right. If yeah. he can get healthy. But, but yeah, that win against shock though. That one, I don't yeah, think yeah. anyone really saw coming. So it it was the sh- the the hammer heard around the world, right? Yeah. Um, I which was, one? Which uh, one? <laughs> yeah, which one? The final one. Um, yes. I was sitting at a bar with a couple of members of the LSV, and uh, you know it's at map six, right? Like we had gotten through map five, like we're going into map six. We'd all kind of been sitting around discussing. We're all in our decked out in our outlaws gear, and we're like, look. No matter what happens, we've all had a good time. We've had some drinks together. We've had brunch. This is this is great. We'd love for them to win, but like realistically, what are the chances? Not that we were like doubting, but like <laughs> when you when you look at the raw numbers, right? And you just go, it's got to be shock. Everybody right. said it's got to be shock, and yet, and it, it it had to be shock so much that the watch point memed us before the match and we're like oh yeah we're calling the whole thing for houston but yeah houston's totally gonna win this <laughs> and we're like, profit. right and we're like yeah sure yeah look look, look watch points agreeing with us yeah it's, we're, we're totally gonna do this and then the first map happened and we went wait a minute this, this could happen <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's so, so funny yeah i mean map one with hydration coming in which is his first appearance of the season right um, back on dps too back, back on dps right we'd pop popping off on 
um, on the Doomfist. Doomfist in May. Yeah. Was, the two. was, was huge. And then, um, you know, then we were kind of brought back down to reality a little bit uh, on Blizzard World. We're like, okay, we pissed, we pissed off the Giants, right? We pissed off uh, the Champions. Um, and then, of course, you know, we had a dominant performance with, with when we saw Jake back in a support role, no less. Seeing him on uh, on the brig, which was uh, which is awesome. I loved the fact that, that, that his positioning on brig was a lot less uh, aggressive was, than it was that, with goats. That was Dorado. Yes, let's Dorado. talk about let's talk about Dorado for a second because Dorado was an absolute shutdown. Yep. Oh yeah. Like like anybody who's played Overwatch, like if I say like how hard does it take the, the first point on Dorado, most people are gonna be like mm, pretty easy. Like not gonna lie. Sometimes it can be challenging, right? Right, right, yeah. right. But for the most part, first point yeah, Dorado favors the the offense. You sh- and you so, like... yeah, it's typically right. the third point with all the with the with the three nineties at the end that really slows you down. But right, because that that favors the defense right. the entire way around. One hundred percent. Whereas Dorado point A favors the offense, and the outlaws just like didn't let them breathe. It was it was it was surprising. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, our defense, you know, our, um, you know, they. It was that that very very fast, uh, quick get in get out assassination uh, assassination style of gameplay that uh, really played into you know the outlaws' hands. Right, um, there was a, a a great play when Shock were pushing underneath the uh, underneath the archway. Right, uh, you had Jake and you had Crimzo on the Zen uh, out in the back stairs um, towards the point. Um, kind of almost baiting, um, you know, the uh, the DPS players for the shock to kind of like for fully commit and force their way to try to make an force an engagement, um, and you know with with Jake on on the brig, you know, obviously forced it, read that like a book, so able to turn around, shield bash, headshot from Crenzo, and just you know, I mean, there's no, at, at that point it just shock had no answer, and it was just you know. It was a lot of fun to see. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to see, and it had to be frustrating with Shock, right? I mean, you saw how frustrated they were getting, like, Mm -hmm. at at the end of each round, and it was almost like, how is this even happening, right? Right. There's this whole mentality of, like, you know, this is the outlaws. You know, this is is low stock, right? Like, these, these guys were rated, like, 17th in the power rankings, and all of a sudden, they've come out swinging like this. Um and, and I, it was something that I tweeted kind of shortly afterwards. And I you know, had a little bit of an inflated ego as an Outlaws fan about the whole thing. But what I basically said was, you know, what happened here today, and I wasn't trying to be overdramatic, will fundamentally rock the core of the Overwatch League. Because everybody coming into this season doubted the Outlaws, doubted what they were capable of. Um, they made their performance reviews based on the last three seasons in which we've had a fairly consistent roster for the last three seasons, not the brand new roster we have now. And now we just showed up and metaphorically put our junk on the table and said, (laughs) here it is. You know what just makes me smile is Uber going, oh my God! I don't think I've ever heard him lose control like that before. Oh, oh no, he has. He's plenty of times. He's just, he's just one of those people that when but something not, big happens, he just... I think he was genuinely shocked. I think I was genuinely shocked. I think everyone was shocked. <laughs> who wasn't shocked? That, that shat- the outlaws were the only shatter. people who weren't shocked. <laughs> felt yeah. that No yeah. pun intended. Calm, cool, and collected the whole time. They're like, yeah, this is exactly what we had planned out. Here we so, go. Like, okay, so when they pushed it, like... They didn't get past point A on Havana. 
I was like, you know what? This was a great day. This yep. is going to, you know, we're going to lose. If you can't we push got, it we, past we got to a Havana, six, right? Yeah. If you can't push it past that against Shock, you're done. You're, and we won, and I was just like, and I, I couldn't believe it. I turned away. I still can't I, I thought really we, believe I, thought it. I went to grab a drink or something, then I looked up and, like, we won. Yeah, so I still it's, can't believe it. It's it's interesting, funny that you mentioned that because we were talking. We were Korean. I were on the Discord. We were in the LSP Discord, and we had well, we were having the watch party there. We were watching the the game unfold. And at halftime, everybody was like, "I can't believe we're gonna beat Shock." Yeah, yeah. and I remember, I, I remember, I distinctly, like, uh-uh. yeah, I very distinctly said, "I was like, guys, it's still a shock. Like this has happened yeah. to them. They've been in this situation plenty of times before, as just like the Outlaws have been in this situation plenty of times before." Where they're up, you know, and and and, and they get reverse swept. And I know that it's I know that it's a new team, so it's not the same players. Um, mm-hmm. But just to kind of put that into perspective, right? You have a championship team, right? That has been a situation. You can just imagine they're licking their chops, knowing okay, we stopped them at point A. Getting to point A is going to be easy. They have all the momentum. They have all the momentum going forward, right? They have the experience for it, and you have. Three rookies on your starting lineup right now that are going up against the back-to-back champs. That if they lose that game five, just the it's a different that. it's a different team the rest of the season. And had they not been able to pull the, off that that game five uh, win against Dallas, they probably choked that that this game this game six. Oh, so, I don't think we would have gotten nearly as far as we did in the shot game if we lost game yeah. five and the first series and honestly this is shades of season two when the outlaws went into game five in the opening season of the season against uh atlanta rain we choked that and we lost that and it it carried momentum the rest of the season anytime it was a game five we lost it we choked it but now having three rookies on your roster do that and be able to win two back-to-back game five and a game six this sets the tone for the rest of the season now they have that tom brady effect of we can do it Sure. And I, and I completely 100% agree with you. And this whole entire experience of this weekend has just had a super hyped and I feel like just brought us together even closer than we already were as Outlaws fans. But there's a very important takeaway from here. And I think it comes from the man himself, Jake. When we won against Dallas, uh, amongst all the, the multitude of congratulations, Outlaws tweets that were out there, Jake stepped up and said, we didn't win against Dallas, we survived. Mm-hmm. And you can, I think that you can apply that same thought to what happened with the shock. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, no. we we proved that we can beat them, but we really just survived them. It was a survival match more than mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, so Happy best. popped off, you know, oh, yeah. oh, he had happy. his moments, oh, happy. but then yeah, <laughs> makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> For real, but yeah, no, Happy popped off. But, like, uh, I saw a tweet from Slideshow after the, the games were over, and he goes, Happy deserves to be MVP, you know, man's nutty, you know, getting all those skills. But he was, he mentioned he was most impressed this weekend by Jangu. Oh, yeah. Jangu went head to head against Fearless, who was uh, Shanghai Dragon's previous main mm. tank, uh, who went to who was the APAC finalist uh, last year and went to the finals. And then you had both Smurf and Super 
who won the, the finals of season two. So you went up against two finalists of main tanks who have carried their team to victory over and over again. And it wasn't just the Winston and it wasn't just the Reinhardt. He outplayed both main tanks several times in both roles. And I, that, that hits me right in my, my tank playing heart. Um, (laughs) His, um, obviously I've said in the previous seasons of the podcast, you know, following Moom is one of the reasons that encouraged me to get into Reinhardt and playing Reinhardt. Um, And I was, you know, I wanted to know what our new main tanks were going to bring to the table. And this weekend showed me and I'm like, oh, well, I still love our main tanks. Like our main (laughs) tank lineup is amazing. I I just, I will follow them to the ends of the earth at this point. The plays that they made were so intelligently thought out. I want to hearken back to the preseason show with Tuna. When I asked him about the the new and upcoming players um, and to educate all of us, he said, the main thing that you need to know is that we have these tanks that have been working, you know, together for as long as they have. And that's going to be the thing to watch. We really you, saw it. And you were, yeah, you were absolutely right. We absolutely saw that. Yeah. And, you know, and, and to, to add to build onto that, uh, you know, they mentioned on broadcast that uh, whenever uh, the shock were scrimming um, to get ready for the finals, they scrimmed a lot against uh, J- uh, Jangu and against Piggy. And he had actually complimented uh, and had them in high remarks, uh, held them in high regard uh, because of how well that they played them. So, um, are you talking about when they were back on town esports? Uh, back when they were screaming last season to go up against Shanghai, they were screaming a lot against. Uh, yeah, so they were yeah. on town esports. Right, they were the yeah. talent yeah. esports. Yeah. <laughs> back in um, when they were on their contenders team. So, so they got picked up. I mean, yeah, that, that just kind of goes to show that you know these guys. I mean, these guys are learning and they're evolving, and <laughs> I mean, they're only going to get better. And you know what? I mean, this was only their debut. Yeah. And I know, so, okay, so we're Outlaws fans, so we're biased. But, like, hands down, the match of the opening week was Outlaws and Shock. And without any biases, you like, 100% match of the week. Right. It, it was I, the biggest match. K- Kotaku wrote an article literally hours before we started recording this saying, like, I am so much more invested in the Overwatch League than I have been in years, and it was because of the Outlaw Shock match. And in that, they, like, straight up said, like, here's the Shock, two-time champions, best of the best, and then there's the Outlaws, literally the worst in the league. And Historically. Historically. And I like, the I'll, read Outlaws, the, I'll read the quote for you. Okay. Two-time Overwatch League champions, the San Francisco Shock, play the no-time Overwatch League nothings, Houston Outlaws, on Sunday. Traditionally, this is a one-sided match. The last two times these teams met, San Francisco beat Houston 3-0. But 2021 is a new year, and new rosters, new coaches, and one returning veteran have made the Outlaws one of the most exciting teams of in the new season. Yes, I'm being serious. And it's true. That's 100% it's, it's true. A- I can't disagree with anything. Though I would also like to throw back to season, was it three that was goats or was it two that was goats? I think it was two. Uh, two, two that was goats? Two. Yeah. Where we I thought, did I thought two was five. Well, was one. I think it was two because that was the year. Goats was two. Goats was two. Yeah. Dive yeah. was one. Double Shield was, was kind of three. It was season two, stage three, I believe, is when we played again up against shock and we shocked everyone by beating them then as well 
Uh, it was a map, another map five series, but we played uh, somber goats into their goats and were able to take the victory against them. So I wonder if we're just also one of those like weak points for shock where it's like every so often we're just enough chaotic that they can't handle well, it. Well, we have to ask the hard <laughs> questions here, right? And, and one of the, the most disrespectful questions that we have to ask is, did they underprepare for us? Right. Was the perception of who the outlaws are, maybe they didn't prepare the way that they should going into this match, the way that they would, you know. You know, not, dude, you have so much footage on all these guys. Juby is in contenders or was, Collegiate. you know, and, and, and Piggy, yeah. Jongu, contenders, Crimson Fuel, Happy, Charge, Dante. He was on the shock. Like, how do they not prepare for this? Well, I, I think, I think, I think they're they're referring to or what he's referring to is like the team composition, and I can see how. Sure, sure. Right, and I, I can see how maybe I mean you it's see a melting this, pot. Yeah, you see this happen. I mean, you see this happen, right? They talk about it uh, in previous seasons where it's kind of like, could it have been that the shock were more concerned with gladiators and didn't prepare as much for the outlaws match? Which has happened. If you go back and look Probably. at... Probably. I mean, you go back and you kind of talk... and, and you, or Excuse me, not talk, but you review some of the interviews that they happened and we're like, well, you know, we prepared a lot more for this person rather than for, or for this indiv- this team. For yeah, this but, but it, if you just won the championship, <laughs> yes. it, it comes off... That just comes... I know you're not... You're yeah. playing devil's advocate, but if you're a shock fan and you're telling me, oh, we just didn't prepare for the outlaws. No, that's such an excuse. Like, dude, we beat you. Like, we went the distance and we beat you. So my question is here, but to build off of that, right? If if we're gonna if we're gonna measure them off, it was like okay, no, we fairly did it, right? Then where does that put gladiators? Because gladiators were ranked up there, right behind Shock, and they were supposed to be like the contenders Aren't to defend like, them, right? Are they one and one or zero oh and two? No, they're zero oh and two. They're, they lost they're oh and two. two. They're yeah. they're sitting pretty yeah. at the bottom with they have potential. Uh, several other teams. They have potential, but they were highly rated, right? Yeah. I mean, we we literally look at the 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 preseason guesses really that, that Watchpoint had prior to the first like match between Houston and Dallas which launched the, the whole Overwatch League season and they were like here's our top five teams and it was like shock and like gladiators and like Dallas and now the game has changed right? and the game it, will it, change the game will change oh, it absolutely will it so absolutely will. I think gladiators will be okay you know but who knows I, I actually yeah, I mean, wasn't really impressed with their tank line watching them play i don't know what it was i just there's something about it that i just it never like stood out and was like wow look that's that's a good team it was like they had a couple of good pop-off moments but like when i was watching them i just kind of felt like they weren't there so korea they lost a shock in dallas and dallas mm-hmm. they lost to dallas so dallas uh, dallas. it was a four-way like bracket i guess where uh we played shock and fuel and then uh gladiators played fuel and shock so and you know like that and that's how it went with the um mm-hmm. uh florida mayhem vancouver titans toronto and atlanta they all played each other um so how but, valuable are our screen books now you know everyone always kind of puts them throws you know it's like nah screen books don't matter you know uh and i'm gonna bring this up i mean we, we, i had been wanting to talk about it but we had heard internally that that the Outlaws had been popping off, but we refrained from mentioning it on any of the previous Outlaws outposts because we didn't want to, you know, either create unnecessary hype or seem yeah. like 
we were leaking something. But I mean, at what point does Green Book start having car- or start carrying more value? Well, uh, was it you that mentioned that they were playing up against some of the uh, Korean uh, teams prior to the Overwatch League uh, Western team scrimming? Was that? I wasn't me, but was okay. I thought I read or heard or saw this somewhere that the Outlaws were were scrimming with like uh, Korean teams before. Don't quote me. This is not something I know for sure, but um, but it actually shows in their play because we played a lot of uh, rush comp with the the Ryan Zarya, Lucio Bap, May McCree. But we also played a lot of double bubble with uh, Winston Zarya, Winston. Which when Eva I saw died. that, it, like I, I, I get that I, I haven't been following contenders. Um, when I first saw that comp come out, I'm sitting at the bar, like again with some LSV people, and I look at the comp and I'm like, what the, what the fuck is this? And <laughs> one, one of them actually went like, hey, like that's a contenders comp. Like you should be watching out for this. Like this, this can do some damage. Well, they used it last year too, and uh, it's very, it's a very Asian uh, based comp. They were running it all through APAC, like even mm. last the end of last season, early, right. you know, this question season. for y'all. So like what Overwatch character was, did we most rely on this weekend? Not player necessarily, but character. Right. I, but I mean, it was so uh, diverse. If I you mean, had to pick one, I mean, like, so, I, I, mean, I, I, would, I would say Reinhardt because Reinhardt gave us the big shatters. Yeah, but, but here's the thing. Bap? We didn't play Reinhardt against shot, uh, against Dallas either. We played mostly Winston against Dallas. I, and I think it's so, a good thing that we can't we can't really jump to a quick answer there. That's a really good right. thing to. Yeah, I think so too. I do. I do love the the, the current support pairings. Right, you see a lot of uh, Briggs and Bap Lucio. Um, I'm glad we're not seeing a ton of Moira, personally. I just hate the, the skill orb uh, that you can just like launch out for eight million years and not. And Moira like... shouldn't be in Overwatch League. And, <laughs> and, I, and I, I, I know that this it's is an easy go to, but I do absolutely love Dante's Echo, which I felt really yielded some very important results. And not in the way that you normally think of Echo. Because normally when people play Echo, you think like, oh, they're playing Echo. They're going to clone the DPS and do like five high noons. Like that's not how the, the like Dante played Echo this weekend. Yeah. He used Echo to like clone Azaria and just like keep them in the grab and keep them in the Ooh, grab. And, like, that was a really good was, highlight. Like that's such a smart, intelligent play. His Zarya grab was sick. Yeah, and then like that on top of like uh, Happy's McCree. I mean, it was it was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to watch. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I obviously if you get out uh, to kind of go back on the question of who, you know, who's the most important, I think it's gonna fall down to to map pool. Which I don't think they've released exactly what the map pool will be yet, if I'm not mistaken. I um, think per- Paris and Horizon are still out. Okay. And possibly Junkertown. Um, uh, so that, but that's we played... for the best. <laughs> because if you think about it, if Junkertown's going to be a prevalent uh, map or the or the or the, the the escort map, right for next, then I mean, you saw a ton of Arissa when players when people were playing Havana, right? I mean, it seems to be like a very wide open uh, meta, which is great. So I, I think. But I will say the 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 the, the tank you see more consistently had to have been Ryan, right? So maybe you're right. I think, you know, I think. Uh, do you want to a... know the the league usage most main tank? Yeah, hit me with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like this week, 
Yeah, you want to? If you want to yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Reinhardt is at thirty-seven point seven percent. Winston is at thirty-seven point five percent. Oh wow! That's Ooh, how close that's exciting. It is. Wow. Diva, Diva is the most used uh, hero with forty nine point three percent, and Tracer with forty six point nine percent. And then Brig's actually really high up there too. Uh, we saw a lot of Brig. Mm-hmm. We didn't see nearly as much as they had in uh, the APEC region. I think she was more persistent. Yeah, I feel like in... we saw a ton of Bat Lucio. A yeah. ton of Bat. Yeah, Bat Lucio felt, felt Bat... very strong. Bap Lucio goes with the Reinhardt comp, so mm. if you see Reinhardt, Zarya, or Di- that, Reinhardt, that, Zira. that Jake Brig though. Oh, mm-hmm. I like good. I when it, when it happened, we, we were all sitting around uh, and they were picking comp, and we're like, okay, Jake's in support. Um, he's obviously going to go Bap because he's been playing Bap a lot on his. Yeah, screens. that's what I thought too. Yeah, and then just like, no, we're going to go with Brig, and I'm like, Are you sure? It made sense at the end of the day, it, but it, it was it, shocking. It, it, it was shocking. I was like, Jake's coming in. I'm going to see him on DPS. And it's like, oh, he's on support. He's going to play BAP. And then he's playing Brig. Total shocking. But, I think uh, but that we one won. Of, but I think <laughs> that one of the things that this kind of all kind of rallies around, so to speak, is that as we talk about the comps that they use and the way that they communicate and the swaps that they made, like they swapped a lot between matches uh, to kit, to almost tailor their team for the map that they were playing. I think that kind of says to us as Overwatch League fans, we can't go into any particular map making a prediction at this point. Um, you know, a year ago, two years ago, like, oh, it's King's Row. It's going to be these six players. They're going to be yeah. playing these six roles, and that's what they're yeah. going to be doing. Whereas here, everything's – this is a new and uncharted space for us. Yeah, It's I'm so cool to go it. from the toilet bowl last year that went seven maps when we lost to, like, the game of the, the week – first week and we beat the reigning champs in six that's just such a turnaround and it's really exciting yeah and i'm really happy it's a, it's a good feeling it, it gives you hope for the the rest of the season and i like the diversity of the meta there was not one i mean outside of may mccree mostly dominating you also got to see a lot of tracer a lot of echo sombra like just whatever your your team players are good at you can pretty much use them and they're viable in some way shape or form every hero except for hog got played this weekend are there any heroes that would get banned and cripple us you think Mm -mm. well as far as the tanks go i don't think so because we were able to show both comps of double bubble rush um and i think our dps we have such a wide dps pool that even if like mccree or may get banned i'm sure dante will gladly give up playing the may to go tracer <laughs> yeah are they they're not banning heroes this season are they stage two stage two oh boy so uh and i think stage four i think it was the other one it, they're doing it like every other stage or something like that gotcha but yeah to be continued i i do have to, to say the, the the nervousness for me is that because i'm been an Outlaws fan since the beginning. There's this like excitement that also comes with anxiety. Mm-hmm. That's just like I'm getting really hyped, but this could all come down in any yeah. given second. I, yeah. I am yeah. cautiously optimistic. Right. <laughs> well, and imagine being like a Fusion fan. Like they look like they did well. Yeah, but but I mean, 
four years later. Like they they've been looking like they could win the grand finals for three years in a row, and they have nothing to show for it. Well, I mean, but their team's been good. So Same I with NYXL. <laughs> it's just like we're not the only team to feel like that. Yeah, that's true. Sure. I just feel like I feel like our highs have been really high and our lows have been like super low. Our yeah. lows have been really low, man. <laughs> like we, really been, like, low. That that Shanghai low that happens sometimes. It's, it's been hard to get people to watch parties some games. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, I'm gonna stay in, you know. <laughs> I, I honestly think watch party attendance is going to be going up now. Uh, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. party stonks on the increase. The stonks are all definitely on the rise for sure. I, I know I've seen a lot of people come back to Overwatch just because the games were actually of interest this season or this weekend. We had people oh. like show up into the the LSD Discord. It was just like, yeah, I kind of had tuned out for a while because the outlaws were not great, and yeah. now they're good. I think Jake coming back has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the absence of Owl has a lot to do with that. I think like the pandemic. I mean, it's coming to a close, from what I, you know, you know, perceive. we'll we'll get there. We're we're yeah. we're 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 getting close. I I hope we got in person events like safely soon i don't know but go get vaccinated everyone yep yes yeah go get your 5g chip oh god <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I hey I'm, I'm 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 fully vaxxed i have i have my my, my, my uh i got my second moderna shot three weeks ago so um you know it, it really helps i was able to see my parents this weekend uh, they came into town they're also fully vaxxed you know so you were able to kind of like walk be around them so that was mm-hmm. You were able um, to hug another human being. Yeah, no, it, it, it's great. It's great. Great to see. And, and yeah, yeah. I have I have two shots. I'm still wearing a mask. Uh, this yeah, for sure. Rough. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean that everyone mean. else is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, you could still pass it along. Yeah. So, so here we are at the end of a weekend that kind of rocked us to our core. Like, like nobody finished watching that shot game, and they were like. Oh, I anticipated that happening. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, never. Danny Lim did. What do Apparently. we think this means for the rest of the season? And Cree, I really want to start with your thoughts. Uh, well, okay. So I, like I said before, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, Jake mentioned it. We survived. Uh, that doesn't mean that we're not going to go into the next match and just, you know, get outplayed by somebody else that knows what to expect from us uh i mean happy was taking some some flanks uh i've noticed he likes to kind of break off and do his own thing and you know now that teams know that he does that he's gonna get punished for it so you know it's gonna see how well the coaches are coaches are able to like balance you know uh our play style versus what we do in the actual games versus you know what we want to do you know going forth uh, so, I mean, it'll just be a interesting, like, journey that I look forward to. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully it'll be... Uh, hopefully a good one. A good one. <laughs> uh, but, I gotta you know, say, I gotta say, you knew that the shock were scared when they pulled out some BS, put McCree on top <laughs> of a doorway thing. Like, I saw that, I'm like, there's... Like, my, my response, like, when I saw that, I was like, they're scared of us. They wouldn't just, like do something that cheesy unless they were scared of what we were going to do next that that that's definitely in one of those like plays that you're like okay we're gonna put this in our back pocket mm-hmm. we know it exists yep. 
And then when we need to make sure we Vic we win yeah. this team fight and bring up our morale, we're gonna pull it out. Yeah, that's yeah. Bastion on the Chandelier. That's exactly what that is. Never yep. gonna happen again. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be looking at well, that was one of the up, best sure plays in Overwatch no history. Up there. <laughs> Tuna, what does the Outlaws victory mean going forward? So I'm looking at the schedule, and I, if I'm not mistaken, we have uh, Spitfire and we have Paris Eternal, and then we go into the main melee tournament. And if we can go 4-0 into that tournament, which I think at this point it's totally achievable because the um, I consider the scary teams out of the way. I know Cree thinks that we still have a tough road ahead of us. Um, I, I'm but, not going to count them out. <laughs> yeah, I think we if we can go 4-0 and, and go deep into the main melee – um, this year is going to be like really, really exciting. Um, so it's going to come down to how we do in like the tournament and like the bracket and stuff. But we've are like, unless this shot game was a fluke, then like we have a exciting roadmap in front of us. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I don't want to like, fluff our own ego about it, but I don't think it was a fluke. I think that it really did come yeah. down to our coaches understanding our players, what their roles are, not only what their roles are, but what heroes they're strongest with and what maps they're strongest with, which is why we so we saw so much swapping out because we knew like, all right, you're good with these heroes, which are good on this map. I mean, there was a whole progression to it that made logical sense as you watched it. And if I had asked you all, who was the most important hero this week? And you just immediately said Sombra. I would kind of think that shock win was kind of a fluke because we abused Sombra, who Dante could abuse Sombra if he wanted but he didn't we didn't i really don't think it was a fluke either um and honestly like dallas was the it felt like a closer match mm -hmm. it really did so, but jake mentioned that jake mentioned that it was because dallas runs comps that no one else does and it's really hard to prepare against them yeah well and then they just lost their hit scan player so yeah they lost a big, less even more well, of what they're gonna run but i mean uh -huh. when you if you go back and you watch the shatter heard around the world the one that ended the match against the shock that wasn't a random play that wasn't just like oh i'm gonna walk over here like that was a methodical thought out you the comms happened you think you that was tell, like a scripted play like like I think it wasn't like the whole thing was scripted. Not it's scripted, okay. But, but no, like, but I'm you think he's like, I'm going to go around the... Like, our two tanks knew what to do. Yes, Diva bombed, and Ryan did the left flank. I'm going around to flank. I'm going to shatter. Get ready with bomb. And that was just a boom, one, two. And, and uh, John I would, was playing to win, not to not lose. And you could tell from that play. And that was big. Yeah, um, obviously it was. Uh, I I, I want to give the play of the game um, was I mean not only because of the shatter but the 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 fight prior to that um, when there was still about like fifty seconds left, Shock is is, is pulling through. Uh, uh, Crimzo drops his. Um, Mortality uh, field. No, no, no. His oh, the, uh, the, he drops he drops he drops window. <laughs> right, yeah. Call it window, right? He drops window. Location yeah. matrix. There you go. Uh, fire strike uh, uh, from Jangu quickly kills um, kills Violet. Uh, yeah, Violet, right? They have yeah. to reset. So now, 
you, you run into the situation if if that doesn't happen and the fight draws out right you force out some ultimates they don't go your way now you, now you find yourself in a situation where shock have time to possibly get another engagement in and you have and now your uh your cues are, are burnt out right well, so shock was so close to the end yeah. that we if we would have not picked off that fight uh, picked off Violet that fight and they had to go back they probably might have won the fight and pushed in right able to touch and so that forces uh both may ultimates to come out early Django has to has to back away because of uh the may ultimate there time's winding down and the walls and the may walls and then yeah that 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 flank that and, and you know it's a ballsy move if you think about it because there's a high noon that's happening but he says, ah, I'm going for it anyway. The second he sees his high moon, instead of keeping that, that that shield up, drops it, shatters, gets it with it. And it was just, I mean, that that, the that shatter play killed somebody. Could have easily gone the other way if it he doesn't like get that shatter It wasn't like a stun shatter. shatter. Well, like someone died when that shatter came down. I don't yeah. even remember who. But it just like slammed down and someone was gone. Someone yeah. was just he, done. He got three of the back lines. And the bomb was coming over. It was, yeah. And Uber's Beautiful. freaking out. Oh, but unbelievable. I think that it is not a stretch to say that it was probably one of the greatest Overwatch games uh, for the Overwatch League I've ever watched. It was like, definitely yes, a great Atlanta, start to the series. Atlanta Shock like was season. like, was Atlanta and Shock was really good in the playoff bracket. Mm-hmm. But it was a great week for Overwatch overall, and I know that we need to start kind of wrapping up here, but it wasn't just the Houston game that was great. I mean, many of the matches this week, nothing yeah. was one-sided. Ch- Chengdu versus uh, Shanghai Dragons. Yeah, Chengdu 3 0 3 0 That was that's pretty one-sided, honestly. That is a couple one-sided honest. matches. <laughs> but it was good to have Al back. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, f- I felt bad watching Vancouver because I'm like, Lynx, you always deserve better. This is rough. But you know what? He won all he not all of them, but he won matches that he was playing in. So yeah. I mean, means he wasn't you know struggling with any like internal demons that were keeping him from. I'll I'll be watching. I mean, we'll all be watching him the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna give the panel one big question before we wrap up, and that is, what do the outlaws in your mind need to do to keep this momentum going forward. I guess I'll go first. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. You, you have to stay hungry. Um, you can't um, for the younger guys, right? I mean, it's huge. We're definitely ride the momentum, but man, it can't. You can't be like, okay, we beat Shock, we beat Dallas, the two harder teams, right? We'll be fine. You can't find yourself digging yourself out of graves all season long. Yeah. Because, because, because to be fair, uh, Houston has an actual track record of being really good against hard teams, yeah. and then going up against somebody <laughs> like really weak, and then just bombing. Right, which and mind is you, why I'm worried. Right, which is week. <laughs> the valid but, concern. Rem, it's, but remember, you know, it, it is a new, it, it is a new, it, it is a new team, right? Uh, Absolutely. For, but uh, it's just, you know, it's it's just a hu- it's a kind of like a human reaction. Almost, it's almost like you you just kind of relax a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully with what which brings me back to this actually now that I have a, a recalling um, when they all um, uh, Jake was in there and he and after the first round of Dorado when they when they um, 
when they held shock, right? They cut over to his comms. And he says, guys, it's not over. Like, calm down. Like, we can easily get full health here. It's not over. So it's going to fall on him to kind of keep keep everyone's head on a swivel and just kind of bring them down to earth and and keep them there, right? I mean, so definitely like, hey, like Sunday tonight, dude, you better be you better be celebrating, right? Like, I mean, Monday night, excuse me, like, but you know, got to get back to work. So celebrate your victories after the weekend's over with, and then come Monday morning, back in the office, nothing happened. Free, go do into you have- the same as you go every time. Do you have an answer to his question or? Uh, I, yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say just maintain your composure. Don't get overconfident. Don't, I mean, review your thoughts. Uh, look at maps like Volskaya where you had five ults going into the last point. You only need to capture 40% and you blew them all. That's and very didn't capture anything. That's, that, that's so, more important I than mean, anything else. Yeah. You know, you could celebrate your victories like in the moment and then maybe the night afterwards, but you know, keep, keep composure. You How still... could we have won faster? Yeah. You didn't three Oh them. Mm-hmm. And even if you did three Oh them, I'm sure, I'm sure the coaches could find some sort of mistakes that you've made in there. So uh, keep listening to the coaches. Don't get, you know, too overconfident. Don't, don't get cocky kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cocky is the word. You can be confident, just don't get cocky. <laughs> so, I have a point. Uh, we need to protect uh, Jongu. Um, he was getting exposed a little bit, and it made me a little nervous. Um, I know Muma's a great player, but um, I think a lot of teams in previous history would take him out, target him, and we'd crumble. And we kind of saw we saw a little bit of that this weekend, which uh, had me really nervous. Um, but we fought back, and we we prevented that from really giving us any losses. So if we can keep that up, protect Jangu, um, I think we're going to be really successful. But if we don't protect him and he goes down, um, we're going to see a lot of what we saw the last three seasons. Uh, if Muma goes down and we crumble. And we get boomed. So, and, and that that's a very good point because I remember distinctly in the previous uh, league seasons, we could tell when every when a certain player was being targeted. It was either Muma or Rockus would be mm-hmm. targeted. Like, well, Rockus is down again, and now here it goes. Rockus liked I, to go on his yeah. flanks, though. Well, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> that's true. But we didn't see that. I didn't see that out of these first two games. Nobody felt like they were out of position. Nobody felt like, oh, well, some not happy's down again. I would like, say Happy was out of position, probably more than anybody else. It's calculated. Did it pay off, though? Did it pay off? Calculated. Calculated. Wait, he, well, here's the thing. It's okay if you trade your DPS for their support or maybe two of their stuff. So, like, it worked out. But so, do you think that was, like, a I think it's going to get punished. It, Once it, people high, catch on? High risk, high reward. I don't think he's yeah. going to be able to keep doing it going forth because that's something you're going to watch the odds of and you're going to go, and, Happy's and, out of position. He likes to come from around this corner, so when we're on this map, make sure you're checking this corner supports, and then, you know, Ana's going to throw a sleep dart, he's going <laughs> to get slept, and then we're going to lose the fight because we don't have a DPS. When you uh, said, it, I imagine Piggy coming over and, like, defense matrixing Happy's <laughs> sleeping body. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nobody was around him. I I, I, I tell you right now, go watch the VODs. Look, 
watch Happy in these couple of these fights. Those couple times he traded his life for two of their lives because he's just that good. But he was over here and the team was over here. And, you know, no amount of, you know, Lucio speed boost to Diva boost boosters is going to get you into position to save him before the entire team collapses onto and, him. And touching back to one more thing is Bindi said uh, that in the pre preseason discussion, we had Jungu piggy, their synergy was going to be something to look for. Another thing I said was pop off potential from happy. And we really saw that this week and it was really exciting. It was super exciting. So that's another thing we'll have to look forward to this season. But I mean, like I said, he's going to pop off one way or another, hopefully. But yeah, if you, I remember distinctly on uh, Anubis against Shock when he tried to do that whole flank he did up at the top, they were ready for it. After that so that's going to happen more and more often now that players are, you know, getting VODs and are knowing how we play. So. You can't keep but doing I, the I same feel, thing I, over again. I don't want to have too much of an ego about this, but I feel like we only have seen the first couple pages of the Outlaws yeah. play. No, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I, I don't but... think that we blew it all in the first two games. No. We'll see. Between Junkbunk and uh, Harsha, I think we have two, mm. two you know, pretty calculative <laughs> minds. Uh, they're smart guys. They know the game, and they're going to... Exactly, and never discount the Jake. Yeah. True. <laughs> and well, I think that that is everything that we have for our mini episode. Mini episode of I know, episode. right? <laughs> yeah. This was uh, fun. This was really fun. I've had a picture of hours. <laughs> so uh, honestly, like, like for almost all of this discussion, I've had a picture of the winning moment where they show the face cams, where Dante's like, "Hell yeah!" and like Jangu's like, "I'm so happy," and like Juby's like, "Yo!" when they beat Shock, it's. If you can go back and watch the reactions, it's priceless. There was, but we were, we were sitting at the bar and they had the actual like uh, picture up for quite a while of the watch point predicting the outlaws to win, um, and they did that kind of between the scenes as they were getting ready for the next match. And I looked up and I was like, I feel like I've been looking at this picture for five hours and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we framed it and put it on our desk. It deserves to be at this point. <laughs> One of the this best matches fun. of the Overwatch League that I've ever seen, and I'm so hyped for our team this season. I think, and I, and I hope we actually recorded this because this was really nice. <laughs> this is so much more wholesome. Still this recording. is definitely not the first session we've done <laughs> for this weekend. Hey, 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 hey! Shh, shh, shh. Nobody knows that. And that is everything we have for the Outlaws Outpost this week. Uh, we're going to do a full scripted episode probably around next Sunday-ish. We'll let you know when that's going to air, when it's going to air on Twitch. In the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us over at uh, lsv.gg, where you can join our Discord, join in the discussion. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can send them over to info at thesurlynerd.com. We can read them on air. We'd be happy to. And until next week, heroes, good night and good game. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.